0: This is Animal's Voice Podcast, presented by the Ontario SPCA, with 50 communities working together for animal welfare. We've got another great show for you on the way, so put your paws up, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Please be aware this episode of Animal's Voice Podcast contains stories and content which may be graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Animal's Voice Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin McKenzie, and uh, so thrilled to be joined once again. John Douglas is with me. John, it's frightening how smart some of these individuals are that you've investigated. I I think you shared with me, I think it was Charles Manson, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but that when you went in to interview him, you kind of slunk down in your chair because you knew he wanted to feel in a position of power. So you had to alter your approach based on everything you knew about him. I mean, it's good that we have you. I'm glad you're on our side. Yeah. But you, you also have told stories about how smart some of these people are. And it fascinates yeah. me because I think I, I ignorantly think that you've got to be a fool to do something as foolish as the, yeah. the violent acts becoming a serial killer. It's scary that so many of the people that you've investigated when you, you do those IQ tests and you find yeah. that they're, they're very smart.
1: Well, yeah, they're smart. And I I don't know, not everyone can do these kind of interviews. Someone said, like, John can talk to the devil. It's just that I make someone feel real comfortable. And I let them, you know, as far as the bad guy, to talk, to get them to talk, they have to take control. You mentioned Manson. Yeah, Manson was 5'2". I'm 6 too. I knew this little twerp was—he's gonna—he's gonna sit on top of the chair. So he sat on top of the chair. I, then you let the a sit on top of the chair. I don't care. I'm going to let him think he's dominating me. But I know his routine. I know what he did at the George Spahn Ranch. You sit up on top of a rock and preach to his gathering. So now I'm his little gathering. I'm going to talk to him, and I'm going to—I'm going to say words that he used when he talked to his group, and about pollution, about society, and about the god almighty dollar and So I'll start sounding like Manson. And then they'll turn around and they'll say, man, you're sick. You should be in here. I did like Richard Speck. I did the same thing. Now, he was like, I'm 6'2". He was like 6'3", 6'4". Like six six but he sat up on top of a crenenza. I went in to interview him. I interviewed a bunch of guys at Marion Penitentiary. And his counselor wanted me to see his pornography in his jail cell. So here we go. It's a four-tier prison. It's like in the movies. Broken windows. Birds, sparrows flying in and out. of I'm walking down. Speck is back in a room and he starts screaming and yelling because I'm taking me to his cell to look at his cell. So I'm walking with his counselor and I'm saying man, I, I said look, I, I, let's just go by and forget it. He yeah, said okay John, well I, I want to show you another room down here where we put, we put guys in 24-7 in a holding room. And I want to show you what we've come up with and it was at a time when they used to do experiments with pink paint. They get someone really aggressive. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. Someone really aggressive with the weights and then they put him in a, in a pink room and they just don't have the strength. They don't have the <laughs> strength so so, yeah so i so i look in this room i go back and i look in the room and i said well, what happened to all the paint a lot of the paint's gone because it's supposed to you know and aggressive am being aggressive the guy says, they're eating it. They're eating. They're peeling the paint. and eating these aggressive guys. are eating. So anyway, let's go back. So now I got to go back. Got to go back to Speck and Speck. He had a little bird. They were telling before I went back to interview him. A little sparrow. Oh, isn't it nice? He loves animals like this little bird. And he has a string attached to his, his leg, and he walks around with a little sparrow on his arm. And you know, he's he's showing like some empathy you know, for this little animal. Richard, you can't have that bird, man. The correctionist tells him this. Okay. What do you mean? You can't, you can't have it. You, you can't have it. You just let it go, let it go. F-U takes the bird and throws it into an open fan. Those oh. open and, and kills the bird. So you think so you think you could be fooled. Oh, he's been rehabilitated. He's starting to yeah. you know, feel Look, he, something. He, yeah, he's got compassion yeah, for that yeah. animal. He loves that bird. Yeah, and then. yeah. He just turns on him. By the time I got back into the room to do the interview with him, he was going you know, crazy. Because I, I saw you know, I took a you know, glance at his, his room back here. So I totally ignored him. Now, how, how can I get a guy like that, a maniac, to talk? Well, I just forget about him. I start talking to his counselor, like you and me, and he's back over here. I said... I'll say something like, you know, Kevin, you know, and I, I won't do it now, but I use street language. Okay. Uh, and I, I say, oh, I really... You don't understand what he did to these women. He raped these women, but I'm, not using, I'm using the bad yeah. Word. Yeah. <laughs> word. I said, I don't know what this guy eats for breakfast, man. This, uh, what And all of a sudden, <laughs> he says, I didn't, I didn't F those seven. I knew it. I knew he didn't. And I, I said, you mean just the one on the couch, right? And I said, yeah, just the one on the couch. So then he, he turns and he comes into the group. And now he's talking. And he says, they think almost like I'm as sick as them. Right. But my mission is to get information. i got to get information out of these people like tomorrow, I'm going to be showing a video tape of two interviews, child serial killer that I did for MSNBC, and another guy who killed 75 hospital patients, which was a really tough interview because I got cameras all over the place. And it's not really a normal way to do an interview, but it turned out pretty good. And they're also uh, killed animals, both these guys. So when I've done these interviews, when it's time to leave, they get so involved with me. They don't want, they don't want you to leave. You no, know, because I've asked them questions that no one's ever asked before. Right. i asked them before, you know. Not even that. It would be like me saying, Kevin, I know you took something from the victim, Kevin. I don't know why. But he took something, and I can tell. And he's never been asked a question. And you'll see a reaction. So it's a physical tell. Yes. So you've got to be alert for that. And it says, you probably know where she's buried. You probably know. Because she's pretty much stayed in the same community. You went out to the graveyard. You went out to... I'm repeating a case that I really... I, I did. And I did it with a whole bunch of killers. This, and they got this one serial killer from the yard and brought him in. And everyone's watching. And all the killers and me <laughs> interviewing this guy. And they've never been asked those kinds of questions before. Neither by the police either. The police don't. Like, I'll have to go back to police... They'll say, this woman has been, say, sodomized. I don't know what you mean. What do you mean? It varies from state to state. Yeah. Or she was, she was really a good girl. I don't, what, do you, what do you mean by that? What do you mean? Where's the interview of this, this group? You don't ask any questions. I have to know the verbal, the sexual, and the physical assault that took place. Verbal, sexual, physical. And then I can put this guy in a category, about five or six different rape categories. But you've got you to go back and you know, do that. And going back to your other questions, too, about, you know, about police wanting help. They don't want you help. It's the way I present myself to the police. I don't really criticize. If I see something bad, mm-hmm. you know, they, don't, they may just not have the experience. They don't have the knowledge. You know. They may not know what they're seeing. No, yeah. That's, or that reminds the case of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I go down there, it's a serial murder case, about six, seven bodies. And you're invited, but the guys I got to work with don't really want me there. The chief wants me there because he took some course at the FBI Academy. So when I see something like that, I bring it up. I said, I don't know what's wrong with you guys. I said, what the deal is here, but you're like ignoring me. You're not sharing information. You know, you big, big boys from the FBI up there and the, up north there. You know, we're just country pumpkins down here in the south. We're just country boys. We know how to do education like you. I said, wait, you guys done one hell of a job, man. You did, you did a thorough investigation even though they did not <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm saying you guys didn't want it I said if I do my job right and I'm telling them just like this if I do my job right you don't want me to leave you want me to leave by the end of the week and sure enough helped them on the case they didn't want me to leave In fact, no. they wanted me to present some other case to me about how had to get back to Quantico.
0: we'll be right back with more of this interview with FBI profiler and author John Douglas Hi, I'm Brad Dewar, an inspector with the Ontario SPCA. Every day, Ontario SPCA officers respond to calls of animals being abused or neglected. All animals in Ontario are required to be provided with basic standards of care. If you suspect abuse or neglect, call our toll-free 24-hour call centre at 310-SPCA or 7722. You can also email your complaint to cruelty at ospca.on.ca. Welcome back. Please be aware this episode of Animals Voice podcast contains stories and content which may be graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. So the severity, can you tell are there traits you can learn based on the severity of the abuse you see when it comes to animal abuse I'm talking about? Can you look at a case that Darren may have shared with you? see what type of animal abuse is coming and then say to Darren, well, you're looking for someone who, you, you referenced power, yeah. like being in a position yeah. of power. Can you link those behaviors and those types of abuse?
1: I think you can. No, you can't. And the more of them you get that you can link to the same offender, mm-hmm. or you could start painting a picture. I remember sending Darren a uh, case, I think it was in New York or New Jersey, and I don't know the disposition of it, but I, said, I told Darren, I said, I think I know where the cops should look. And this guy was killing cats and hanging cats in bags on a tree. The tree was loaded with dead cats all around all around it was it was looked like about 30 cats in bags plastic bags that offender is right within this apartment complex. That offender is right. To see. In fact, where where those casts? Because he can see him, right. And that's what gets him high. And if you were able to surveil that and put some kind of a monitoring device out there, that's his accomplishment. He's not going to come out there in broad daylight hanging around anyone else, but if you can put some cameras out there at nighttime, he'll be out there. You'll catch him. As a matter of fact, be the type of guy that if you're there, like going around and maybe asking questions, be wary of someone who may inject himself into your investigation, provide you some bogus information. So you look for that. You tell him beforehand. Because if you don't tell him before, they will think, oh, you know, get an investigator. Oh, gosh, if we had more guys like him. Mm-hmm. We can make our job easier. No, Mr. Officer, this guy is your guy. <laughs> He's throwing you a big curve. Yeah. He's having you go that in a totally different direction. So that gets back to that psychopathology. That's the more, unfortunately, the more bizarre the case is, the easier it becomes to analyze. And then what I love to do is that, you know, again, you may say to the investigator, I don't know. I really don't, I can't really pinpoint the age or anything. Or, but let's do this proactive technique. Let's do something. That maybe we can cause the subject to inject himself into your investigation or go back to the scene. Use some imagination, use some creativity. Why are we going to do this? Well, we're going to have to work, investigator. Is there anybody at your local paper who we can talk to and tell them that or we're not going to lie to them, but tell them we'd like some bits and pieces of information. We'd like to go out to the press because why is that? Because I know from research, is offenders, they follow the press. If someone is killing animals, he's following the press. He's following cause that's that's his big thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so David Berkowitz uh, did this. So, you know, he said fires killed animals, and he had diaries and digests of all this, but he followed the press. If they're following the press, they may be able to manipulate their behavior
0: are you critical of the press for the
1: amount of attention they give cases then yeah this is this is what happens because i used to get called up to headquarters a lot i like get in trouble because they're saying john you're not lying to the press are you are you lying to the press i 've been going for like a big room with all these lawyers all around i say no well, i'm not lying but i said let me give you an example there's a case in San Diego where and this is exactly the case. They so told these all these lawyers who are ready to, to get censure me, you know, send me to Butte, Montana, you know, as a disciplinary office to get rid of Douglas. You know, and so there's a girl in San Diego. It, it appears she ran out of gasoline on this highway. She got the gas, and, and she's apparently back in the car, but they never found her, and they're looking for her. They find her. They find her up in the foothills with a dog collar and a leash around her neck, and, and she was strangled to death by the unknown subject. So I'm telling all the big shots, so all the stuff. And I said, now, I got with an investigative reporter. Because I try to go back to what probably happened that night. As we ran out of gasoline, somebody had to see something. But maybe no one saw anything. But I want to give the impression someone saw okay. something. I'm going to give the impression someone saw something there. So three phases of this. Yeah. So the first one is we're going out there for the public. They may know something. And you do that. You actually do that. You get nothing back. Yeah, okay. so, so then, hey, this is looking really good. We got a description description of a car that was found near the victim's car, and there was a description of the, very good description, but we don't know, this person probably could have been a good Samaritan just trying to help the girl, you know, out. Well, Mr. Big Shot's in the FBI. What happened was that subject came to the police, and he injected himself because he was that guy. And he says, I tried to help her. I got her gasoline, and, and she didn't want my help, so I just went on my way. No, he turned out to be the killer. So I said, now, if you're telling me that I'm lying to the press, I don't look at that as lying so this is what they said no, you're using they, the press as got, a tool to yeah help well they them, hate right? that but don't use the word use can't, no. <laughs> oh, you oh yeah that's what they hate that are collaborating I can't, I, can't, I can't use the word you use so so they, so they say well john i so said look if you're gonna do something like that if something happens we're gonna disown you. You're going. It's some, okay, we know you're doing this, but it's some, if you screw up, man, it, it is gonna be you know working cattle wrestling cases in Butte, Montana. Listen, <laughs> I, I think your track record speaks for itself. So your tactics are fine. What's next for you? Yeah, okay, I got this cold you case, the, yeah. cold case foundation. Another book is at the publisher right now. I've interviewed you know different. In fact, who the interview is gonna be the ones I'm gonna to show tomorrow. But what's on the tape? What's on MSNBC? is very superficial, It's much more in depth, because these guys were so violent. They thought it would be too violent for television, what okay. they were telling me. And they have an, another book planned. I was just telling my writing partner, I said, you know, getting a lot of cases on animal cruelty, I think we should be maybe showing that a greater connection with some of these cases. And, and there's an interest, and I, and I told him, he wasn't aware of it, I told him about the FBI, the change in the, the reporting, mm-hmm. and using that somewhere you know, in the next book. But I'm doing less, you know, less than I do. It doesn't just, feel like you're doing less, John. I'm going to be 70 next week. Man. Got, <laughs> oh, I, yeah. Congratulations. congratulations. Oh, congratulations. I, uh, then I, oh, then I got, I, I got, I'm also working on a TV show. There's one based on my book, Mindhunter. Okay. And that, that's floating around. I can't even tell you. It, it was at HBO, but somewhere else now. It's even better, okay. you know, where it is right now. And it looks like David Fincher is the director He's done all these movies, you know, the the Zodiac, Social Network, the Fight Club, Movie 7, that. Plus, then there's another one, this producer that was working with me, having to do... With North Dakota, the fracking up there. Okay. Because what's happening in North Dakota has happened to Alaska. It was the oil boom. And what happened was, had, it was the crime rate just skyrocketed. And that's what's happening right now in uh, North Dakota. Dakota. You've got this influx of mostly men from all over the United States. They're getting big bucks. The rent right now in places like Livingstone, North Dakota, is the same amount of money you would be paying for rent in Manhattan. No, They've jacked up the rents here. These guys are living in sometimes just in hallways, in closets, and they're getting a lot of money. But the crime rate, rapes are increasing there, different kinds of homicides are beginning to increase. And the same thing would happen in Alaska, and that's how some of the cases I ended up working for the Anchorage Police Department were, were serial murder cases, and it was during that pipeline. You had prostitution coming from all over the lower 48 to go up there, they're seeing the same thing now happening up in North Dakota. Okay. So we're looking at a movie, a TV series based on that, with some investigator, FBI type, but it'll be based on reality. You know? they have a lot of irons in the fire right now. Yes. It's interesting. Are those folks at Criminal Minds sending you checks yet? No, they, no, they not have not. Oh my God. And then there's another one. It was a show. They finally they took it off the air. The Following. Yeah. 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 And I met him before, Kevin Bacon. Oh, geez. I, it was such gratuitous violence. It was just way. Way, way, uh, you know, over the top. And, yeah. But crime, well, my, my, people will tell me now. They'll once in a while they'll mention my name, or they'll show a book of mine. Yeah, your
0: book. You, you told me that last yes. year. So I've spent most of the last year <laughs> watching episodes, no, looking for no, your books. No, they'll and,
1: do. Or they'll show uh, the Crime Classification Manual. They'll use that, that one. Okay. And so it's an academic book. It was more like me in the very beginning. I can't even think of the actor's name. It was an older actor, and he had Patinkin. Man, I, Mandy, Patinkin. Mandy Patinkin. You told yeah.
0: me that it, it was his character that yeah. is loosely based. Because
1: they would say, you know, you know like the young age, would be looking at. This actor, yeah, he just be, you know, he had some issues, you know, and and that was me, because when I nearly died, and uh, was that the Green River? The Green case? River, yeah, the Green River case. Came home in a in a wheelchair and paralyzed, you know, five months out of work. I was 38 years of age, man. I was a mess, bleeding in my head pretty much should have died. I was on the hotel floor in my room for two and a half days, and I thought I was getting flu, and I told the agents who I was breaking in, and I can't go back on the Green River. It was like Wednesday. I said, I can't go. I'm getting a tremendous headache. And so they go out there. I put the not disturb on the door. And that night I collapse, and then two and a half days later, they find me. Because you
0: had the do not disturb on the door. Yeah, that's
1: it. Do not disturb, so no one's disturbing me. When I kick in the door, finally, because I have a chain across all that, my heartbeat was 220, my body temperature was 107. It it varied from 104 to 107, uh, seven degrees. And uh, then I go into this frog-like position, seizing every so often. And I was in a coma for a week. And I think I told the group last year about how, while in the coma, I could hear, I could feel the pain. I, could, I don't know if I, if I ever told you in last year when we, we spoke, but I could feel this tremendous pain. I thought I was being murdered. I thought someone was trying to murder me. And when they were putting a life support system down my throat, I, okay. yeah. I didn't know yes, that. I, remember. I didn't know. I thought someone was strangling me. And it wasn't until a nurse started talking, that like, John, you're really sick. You're Swedish hospital here in Seattle, Washington. And I, I heard that voice. You know, we're gonna make you well. And I, I fell deep into a coma and then came out of it. I was a mess. And then that was all that post traumatic stress counseling when I got back to Virginia. I go to post traumatic stress. disorder. I'm paying this doctor. Back then it was 75 bucks. He's not helping me at all. I got to drive 50 miles into D.C. I'm ready to kill somebody, mm. but it's through traffic. I don't need, I figured myself out. I don't, I don't need. So I call up. His wife gets on the phone. I can't do this anymore. I'm talking to this one. John, you're really helping Bill so much. You're really helping. I'd go in there. He'd be telling me about his problems. Cause yeah. you know, and I'm a hostage negotiator. So he's telling me his problems. He's got his cholesterol problems. He's got a house. He can't sell the house. So I'm telling him all this stuff during an interview. But I'm the guy who has to pay the 75 bucks. So I said, no, I can't, I can't do this. In fact, he was a stress expert on stress. He had a heart attack giving, oh. a, stre- giving a stress lecture. This doesn't you know, seem so right. It was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> Listen,
0: I'm so appreciative of your time that you agreed to sit down with me again this year. And I know that I'm speaking on behalf of the organization when I say how appreciative we are that you come up here to this conference. You help shed the light of importance on paying attention to animal cruelty. Because it absolutely, as your data proves, it absolutely is an indicator of other terrible things, and your fingerprints are all over the place, whether it's in uh, law enforcement or Hollywood. And uh, I'm just, I'm just happy that you were able to join us again. What can our listeners do if they're interested in all things John Douglas? Is there a website? What what can they do?
1: Yeah, we we have a uh, website. If they just Google my name, Google John Douglas, yeah, it it pops up there. The good and the bad and the ugly, everything, all all of them. But you'll see the websites, the books, or just different things or comments about cases so they you know do that i think as far as People are interested in profiling. I think the first book, Minor, was good. There's another one, Anatomy and Motive is good. And the last one, the last one was really interesting. I went against you know, in my own agency on cases like then I helped three guys off of death row, the John Benny Ramsey case. I was against the Bureau of Boulder Police on that. Mm-hmm. Just this year, Amanda Knox. You know, she was finally freed. Yeah. But I, I was involved with that case, you know, over in Italy, did an analysis, did a quick kind of book. It was mostly for PR to get the public to hear the real information about the case that there was a, a trumped up case against her so yeah a little bit of everything here and there yeah <laughs> and, and
0: up here helping out the Ontario SPCA I, I love it up here.
1: The people are good and I, I've always I love coming up here and work then I was old days to work with the RCMPs and the Toronto Police too in fact they all came to my retirement party in 1995 bunches of them and nice yeah it was really really nice I I I've always enjoyed very professional law enforcement up here. Very, very professional. You don't see that as you travel all around the world. You don't see it like it is here.
0: Well, you know, if decide to come back again next year... Or the next uh, time you're around, yeah, if you'll sit yeah. down and spend a few minutes yeah. with me, I'm sure oh, yeah, yeah. we can find something to talk about. I'm sure can. And yeah. uh, thank you so much, John Douglas, former FBI profiler and author and uh, all-around good guy. Thanks for spending some time uh, with uh, us thanks, again, Ken. John. We'll thank talk, you. We'll talk to you again. And thank you, the listeners of Animal's Voice Podcast. We will catch you next time. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Animal's Voice Podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and at our website, ontariospca.ca. Animal's Voice podcast is a production of the Ontario SPCA. The Society would like to thank all our supporters. Together, we are the Animal's Voice.